Hi there, I'm Sue Alvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 156. And today, I've got a story to share with you. Actually, I've got two stories, and they're both about my young adult son, Callum. One of them you will find in my book, Curious Unschoolers, and the other one I wrote a few years ago for one of my blogs. I'm thinking about Callum because we have just returned from visiting him. On Monday, we set out on a big adventure. We travelled north. I think it took us about eight hours to get to where Callum lives. He lives in a very small country town in the north of our state. It's a farming area. There are cows and sheep and a few crops such as canola and cotton. Callum was very excited to show us around his town. He wanted to show us where he lives and to take us to all his favourite places. And that's what we did for several days. We went on a lot of trips down dirt roads in his truck. We drank a lot of coffee. We did a lot of talking. Yes, we had some catch-up time. As usual, whenever I get together with Callum, we always go to a cafe for some one-on-one time. We share our news and our thoughts and our latest ideas. It's funny that even though months can sometimes go by between visits, between us going up to see Callum or him coming down to see us, whenever we do get together, we slip back into our old relationships. It's as if we haven't been apart. Callum comes home and he walks through the door and he sits down and he just becomes part of the family again. He's not a guest. We don't change anything when he comes home, except, of course, we find somewhere for him to sleep and we might make his favourite dinner. But, yes, we're just comfortable with each other. We all have very good relationships with each other. Of course, this all stems from his childhood, the connections that we built between us as Callum was growing up. Now, in my book, Curious and Scholars, in the section Passions and Interests, there is a story about Callum. It's called Engines, Muscles and Spending Time with Dad. I think the story illustrates the points that we should value our kids' interests. Sometimes this isn't convenient. Callum's interests always involved a lot of mess, but that was irrelevant. Also, we have to be willing to join in with our children's interests. If they invite us to do things with them, we have to be willing to say yes. Support our kids in whatever they want to do and be proud of them. So this story, as I said, is called Engines, Muscles and Spending Time with Dad. The story begins, I remove the engine from Callum's old ute. Now that might not make much sense unless you have read the previous story. And the previous story is called How I Removed an Engine from a Car. I think I've already shared this story in a previous podcast, but because the two stories go together, perhaps I ought to share it again. If I share it, 
That will be three stories that I'm telling you today. I hope that's okay. So here goes, how I removed an engine from a car. Callum arrives home from town. He stops by my bedroom to say hello. I glance up from my computer and say, Callum, you could have changed your clothes before going out. Callum grins. His long shorts are streaked with grease. His fingers are black. He has a smudge on his face. What will people think? I am smiling. I don't really care what people think. You're a reflection of your family, I tease my son. Everyone will say, didn't Callum's mother teach him anything? You taught me how to get an engine out of a car. I don't remember giving Callum any car mechanic lessons, so I say, huh? What do you mean? You taught me all that maths and how to develop my fine motor skills. He thinks for a moment because this isn't really what I taught him and what he wants to say. You taught me to be a self-directed learner. Yes, that's better. I didn't actually teach Callum much at all. I just encouraged him to follow his interests and he taught himself. Callum is a classic example of an unschooler. He has passions. His biggest passion is cars. Over the past several years, he has bought himself three old cars and has taught himself car mechanics. He has had lots of opportunities to work on many different types of problem. His cars are old. What could go wrong does go wrong. As he fixes one problem, something else breaks. It's never-ending. It's a never-ending learning experience. Callum hasn't done any mechanics courses, but he has read books, joined online discussion forums, and most importantly, he gets his hands dirty, very dirty, while he tries things out. The doorbell rings. It's the postman. Parcel for Callum Elvis. I sigh. The mail is never for me. It's all for Callum. It's always spare car parts. Hey, Mum, look at this. Callum shows me a piece of metal and rubber. Doesn't that look good? Oh, yes, I agree. I have no idea what I'm looking at, but Callum's enthusiasm is infectious. What do you like best, my camshaft or this? Definitely the camshaft, I say. Poetry in motion. We both smile. I think Callum likes how I take the time to look and listen, even though I haven't much idea about things to do with cars. I'm always exclaiming over the beauty of some part or other. Have you ever noticed the excellent design and engineering that goes into every single piece of a car? It's our bit of fun, but it's serious too. We share a lot. Callum is always talking over his plans, his dreams and his ideas with me. Callum has been working full-time as a trainee manager at a local big-chain supermarket for the last few years. It's a good job. It's well-paying. It's a job with prospects. But it no longer excites him. He has bigger and better ideas. I found out about that welding course, Callum announces one day. I can fit it in around my work shifts. His eyes are glowing. When I can weld, I can... 
Yes, one day, Callum hopes to restore and modify cars. Welding, spray painting, mechanics, engineering. A business of his own. Yes, he has plans. I love watching Callum involved with his interest. He's always encountering problems, but he works doggedly away at them until he has solved them. It's hard work. Sometimes it's frustrating. But it's also satisfying. It's what he loves doing. There's only one downside to having a child, even an adult one, with a huge passion. The mess. The engine is out of my ute, grins Callum. He's replacing it with a new one. Do you want to see? So I go outside. And there's this huge engine attached to an engine crane sitting on our driveway. Where are you going to put that, I ask? I already know the answer. Soon it'll be a feature of our garden, together with his other spare engine and all the extra bits and pieces scattered here and there. I remind myself, no one learns unless they make a mess. You got that engine out of the car, Mum. I did? Yes, if it weren't for you, I never would have learnt the skills to do it. Isn't that nice? Isn't that encouraging? I didn't have to teach Callum a single thing about car mechanics. You got that engine out of the car, Mum. You didn't know I can remove car engines, did you? And now on to the story that I really wanted to share with you. Engines, muscles, and spending time with Dad. I removed the engine from Callum's old ute. It's no longer needed. I'm going to fit a bigger, more powerful one, my second son tells me. So Callum goes on a search and finds just the engine he's looking for. It needs a bit of work, Mum, but it's going to be fantastic. The new engine sits on our driveway for a few weeks. And then one day, Callum says, You want to help me work on my engine, Dad? Go on, I encourage. You two men will enjoy working together. Andy and Callum spend a day outside in the sun, tinkering and chatting. Late afternoon, they reappear with huge grins on their faces. They're a bit sunburnt, too. It's in great working order, announces Andy. You should see it, Mum. So I go outside to admire the engine. That's our engine, Mum, says Callum proudly. That's Dad's and my engine. Our engine, I ask? Well, Dad did just as much work on it as me. He's pretty good at mechanics. Dad has been working on cars a long time. Just before dinner, Callum says to Andy, Do you want to come to the gym with me, Dad? Andy looks a bit unsure, so I say, Go on, you'll enjoy working out together. So the men put on their workout gear and head off to the gym. They return a couple of hours later with huge grins on their faces. You should have seen Dad, says Callum. You should have seen the weights he was lifting. Well, I'm not an old man yet, says Andy. Nah, there are lots of older and less fit men at the gym than you, Dad. Then he adds, I'll get you a copy of my training program. We should work out together all the time. Okay, agrees Andy, 
but I'm not going to drink your protein shakes. He grimaces. They taste awful. Later that night, Andy groans. His muscles feel sore. He gingerly lifts his arms. I have muscles I didn't realize I had. All that work on the engine, and then the gym. Callum grins. You don't have to use those muscles tomorrow, Dad. Tomorrow's lower body day. You'll come home from the gym with sore legs instead, I predict. Silly idea working on engines and going to the gym, Andy moans. I'm too old for all that. But it wasn't a silly idea at all. Kids, even adult ones, love doing things with their parents. Hey, Dad, now our engine's in working order. When shall we put it into the ute? Can't you do that bit, asks Andy. Well, it is our engine, Dad. Don't you love watching fathers and sons spending time together, sharing their skills and enjoying each other's company? I do. Yes, it's very important that we spend lots of time with our kids, even our young adult kids, doing things that they enjoy. Of course, we can spend time doing things we both enjoy as well. And as you know from that story, Andy and Callum share a passion for cars and going to the gym. While we were away visiting Callum, Callum and Andy and also Sophie went to the gym together because Sophie also likes going to the gym. They spend an hour or so lifting weights together. I think there was a little bit of competition there. Who can lift the heaviest weight? I also think that Callum was very surprised by what Andy can lift. He's a lot fitter than Callum realised. So I have one more story to share with you, and this one is about Callum and me. And it's called My Fridge Adventure. Before I start this story, I should say that I had already written a post about cleaning out my fridge. At the time of writing My Fridge Adventure, our fridge was very, very clean. That's very unusual for us. Yes, cleaning our fridges isn't our favourite job. Sometimes we turn a blind eye. We keep poking things in without sorting everything out. So here's the story. My Fridge Adventure Last Thursday morning, when I got up, I found a sign stuck to the front of my very clean fridge. Everything in fridge seems to be warm. My son Callum has scribbled me a note before leaving home for a 6am shift at work. I sighed. I picked up the phone and entered the number of a fridge repairman. I left a message on an answering machine and then got to work. I re-cleaned my clean fridge, inside and out, top and underneath. It took me hours. And when I'd finished, I couldn't sit down with a hard-earned cup of coffee. We had no fresh milk. I'd thrown all the old food onto the compost pile at the bottom of the garden. Our puppy Nora wolfed it all down. The next day, she had a stomachache. The next day, I had more cleaning to do. Eventually, the fridge repairman phoned me back. He couldn't come for four days. Four days? 
How were we to survive without a fridge for four days? Somehow we did. The repairman arrived, an older man with a hearing aid and a white beard. He had an acubra on his head, and he was wearing denim jeans with a denim jacket over his flannel shirt. He shuffled in and frowned at the fridge. Half an hour later, he said, "It's dead. That'll be one hundred and forty dollars. A bit more if you want an invoice." The cleanest fridge in all of Australia was dead. We need a new fridge, I told Callum when he came in from work. I've got to go back to town this afternoon, Mum. I'll have a look around and see what's available. Several hours later, he reappeared with a brochure in his hand. I spoke to Bob at Buy Best. He thrust his finger under a picture of a side-by-side fridge freezer. He can do a good deal on this model. My husband Andy came home from school. After dinner, we looked at the brochures together. We also looked on the internet to see what else was available. Should we buy another all fridge? Perhaps a bigger fridge freezer combination would be better. But if we got a bigger model, where would we put it? And what about the capacity of each model, and the energy rating? Which was the best buy? Soon we were doing a lot of real life maths. Oh my, so many things to think about. So many brands to choose from. We couldn't come to a decision. I went to bed with a headache. Yesterday, Callum said, "Do you want me to take you to look at some fridges, Mum?" I did. Shall we take the trailer just in case we buy one? Take the trailer? Can you transport a fridge in a trailer? Callum grinned. I could try. I thought about it. Getting the fridge delivered to our front door would be easier. It would be certain to arrive all in one piece, but getting Callum to collect it in his trailer would be quicker. Let's take the trailer. An hour later, I'd bought the fridge freezer recommended by Bob. Do you want us to deliver it? The sales assistant asked. No, thank you. We've got a trailer. A trailer? He raised his eyebrows. You'll need to keep the fridge upright, you know. You'll need straps. I hope you haven't got far to go. I mentioned where we live. The eyebrows rose again. We'll be right. I hoped. Callum loaded the fridge into the trailer. The already low car sank even further towards the road. I watched as Callum threw some straps over the fridge and tightened them up. Do you think it's safe? Will it move? Callum grinned. I hope not. We'll soon see. I don't want my new fridge to slide out onto the road. I then had another thought. How are you going to get out of the loading dock with the trailer? We were facing the wrong way. Watch. When did my son learn how to do a five-point turn with a car attached to a trailer? We set off for home. Slowly, I felt conspicuous. People were staring. Hadn't they ever seen a huge, tall fridge standing in a low-sided trailer being pulled along by a low-to-the-ground car? Driven by a grinning son, with his wide-eyed mother beside him, I sighed with relief when we finally made it out of town.
but new challenges faced us. We went uphill and downhill, round bends and up some more hills, the trailer swaying at our rear. It was a long trip. It was a slow trip. We soon had a line of cars with impatient drivers banked up behind us. I bet everyone is very annoyed with us, I said. Yeah, Callum grinned. I grinned too. It didn't really matter. Everyone could wait. We were a mother and son out on an adventure. We've done some crazy things together, haven't we, Callum? Do you remember when you took me out in the van for my very first driving lesson using gears? I did. Callum had kangaroo hopped uphill and downhill. He'd driven slowly. We'd ended up with a long line of cars banked up behind us. We'd both grinned. We'd been a mother and son out on an adventure together. We made it home. Callum reversed the trailer onto the driveway. Mission accomplished. Later, Callum said to Andy, Not only was Mum brave enough to come for a ride with me in my car, she let me tow her brand new fridge. Our new fridge freezer is now in position in the kitchen. It works splendidly. It looks spectacular. It's clean and shiny. And best of all, we have lots of fresh milk. I can once again have coffee whenever I like. Thanks, Callum, for helping me get the fridge. Callum grins. No problem, Mum. I could have had my new fridge delivered to our front door. I'm glad I didn't. It was much more fun doing things the adventurous way. I guess that story illustrates how we have to be daring and adventurous. We mustn't worry about what other people think about us. We must be prepared to have fun. Doing daring, adventurous and fun things with our children brings us all closer together. These are the things that our kids will remember. Yes, Callum and I often smile when we talk about some of the things that we used to do together. I'm a daring and adventurous mother. You might know that if you have read my new book, Radical Unschool Love. There's a few stories in that book that shows how I learnt to let go of my embarrassment, my fears of what other people were thinking about me, and yes, just have fun with my children. There's also a lot of stories about Callum in my two books, Curious Unschoolers and Radical Unschool Love. There are stories about Callum and his interests, stories about Callum and university, and there are also stories where Callum shares his thoughts on such things as connection and developing a sense of right and wrong. Like all my children, Callum is a wonderful person to talk to. I love listening to my children's thoughts and ideas and opinions. I bet you enjoy listening to your children too. Yeah, kids have so many wonderful things to say, don't they? If only we take the time to listen. So those are today's stories. As I said, two of them you will find in my book, Curious Unschoolers. 
I took quite a few photos while we were away and I'm hoping to share some of those on Instagram and also on my blog. I've only shared one photo on Instagram this week and it's a photo of Callum. I took it while we were in the cafe together having coffee and chatting about all kinds of things. And I posted it on Instagram without any tags whatsoever. And the funny thing is that that photo has more likes than my usual photos. And this makes me wonder if I should just post photos of Callum. Yes, forget all the unschooling things. Callum will be thrilled to know that his photo is more popular than all my other photos. He'll probably grin when I tell him that. We used to have a little bit of a contest years ago. You might know that I've been blogging for a long time, maybe nine years. And I've always blogged with the permission of my children. They've never objected to me writing their stories. But we've always had some rules about it. We never write things that will embarrass each other. Yes, all our stories have got to be kind. But as I was saying, a few years ago, Callum and I had coffee together, and one of the things Callum asked me was, how are my posts doing? Because we had a competition going, which were the most popular posts on my blog. And at that time, the ones about Callum were very popular. The ones about me weren't so popular, and this always made Callum grin. So I wonder how popular this podcast will be. Will people enjoy listening to Callum's stories? Now I've only got one more thing that I want to share with you today. You might remember last week I told you that I had some book reviews for Curious Unschoolers. Yes, they are on Amazon. And I said I would share a review or two. Well, since last week I have had another review, another five-star review. So now I have three reviews that I haven't shared with you, but I'm only going to share one of them with you today because I've also got my very first feedback on my new unschooling book, Radical Unschool Love. It's a review on Goodreads. I'm very interested to see what people think of Radical Unschool Love. I guess that's because it is about radical unschooling and radical unschooling has a bit of a negative image. Will people dismiss the book? Will they say, I'm not going to read it because I never intend to radically unschool? That's a very irresponsible thing to do. Well, I hope people will read my book, and I hope that I will change people's minds about radical unschooling. It's not what the critics think it is. It's a lifestyle based on unconditional love, and what could possibly be wrong with loving our kids unconditionally? But I'm getting distracted away from the reviews. So I'm going to start with the review for Radical Unschool Love. It was written by Lauren. And Lauren gave the book five stars. And she says, Do I want to be as good a mother as Sue Elvis? Or do I want Sue Elvis to be my mother? Perhaps a bit of both. Another phenomenal book that I'll read again and again. Sue's books remind me that there's so much fun and whimsy to motherhood and childhood. I just love everything about these two books and hope more will come. 
So thank you, Lauren, for those very, very kind words. I read the first bit of that review out to my family. Do I want to be as good a mother as Sue Elvis, or do I want Sue Elvis to be my mother? And all my kids smiled. It is very reassuring that we can be honest and admit our mistakes, and still people don't put us down. Because in both of my books, I have admitted my mistakes. I have been very, very honest. I haven't pretended to be the perfect mother, the perfect person. So to get a review like that means a lot to me. Sometimes it is hard to be honest, but I've always found that we connect better with people when we're honest, when we don't pretend that we have it all worked out and that we are perfect. And I've also discovered that when we're honest, people are very, very kind. I have never had anybody come back to me and say, you shouldn't have said that, or I think you're a bad person, or whatever. I have never been made to feel bad because of my honesty. So that was the review for Radical Unschool Love. And if you want to read it, you can find that on Goodreads. Now, the second review is for my first unschooling book, Curious Unschoolers. And it was written by Homeschooling Mama. And she gave my book five stars and titled her review, Inspirational. I have been listening to Sue's podcast for a long time, as well as reading her blog and following her on social media. I was so excited when I got an email saying that she not only finished her book, but that a second book would soon follow. Well, I just finished Curious Unschoolers, and I can honestly say that it was everything I was hoping for, and more. It has reignited my excitement about unschooling after having drifted away from it in our early homeschooling years. This is a book you will not only want to read, but reread. I just finished it and I'm planning to start reading it one chapter a day as a type of devotional after I finish her second book, Radical Unschool Love. I've also been reading parts aloud to the whole family. They are really enjoying it too. The only problem is that after I have read these two books, I will be wanting more. At least we have her blog and social media to help us there. But I am hoping there might be another book in the future. Thank you, homeschooling mama. Yes, sometimes I can't quite believe the beautiful words that people are writing about the work that I'm doing with unschooling, my blog, my podcast, and now my books. Are people really writing about me and what I'm doing online? I guess it's not so much about me, but the unschooling message. It's something I am really passionate about, something that I really want to share with other people. Something that's really important. Maybe that's what makes the difference. That's what people are enjoying. Another book in the future. Yes. I've been wondering about that as well. Sometimes I think that I've said everything that I can possibly say about unschooling. I sit down in front of my mic and think, what am I going to say this week? What am I going to write on my blog? What could I possibly fill another book with? I'd need loads more stories. But we never know what's going to happen in the future, what other adventures we're going to have what other opinions, thoughts and ideas that are going to occur to us. Yes, another book 
might not be impossible. So I guess all I've got left to do is, is to invite you to visit my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. Maybe you'd like to join me on Instagram at Stories of an Unschooling Family. And if you haven't already done so, please check out my books, Curious Unschoolers and Radical Unschool Love on Amazon. Both books are available as print books and Kindle ebooks. So thank you for listening to this episode, episode 156. And until next time, don't forget to trust, respect, and love unconditionally. <laughs>